0: And silver. From the KDLT Weather Center and meteorologist Blaze Keller. He says we'll have partly cloudy skies tonight. The wind will die down. We'll get a low of 40. And we'll get a high of 66 tomorrow. Sunshine. Not a lot of brilliant. Into the good news. Because we'll have mostly clear skies Wednesday night and 42. Rise to 52 Thursday, probably early in the day, and then the northwest wind will come crashing through. Around 25 to 40 miles per hour for wind. Thursday night. Overnight possible snow in 27, still quite a moving target on how much snow could occur. And Friday, partly sunny in the afternoon, but only 41 for a high, 44 for a high Saturday. Temperature now in Sioux Falls, 52
1: at KSOO.
0: Your time is valuable, and Patrick Lally isn't about to waste anyone. Weekdays after the Dana Show, Information 1000, KSOO. 434 on the Patrick Lally Show, information 1000 KSOO. And we are continuing our conversation with Tony Reese, but first, I just want to remind you that from now through October 31st, the Edith Sanford Breast Foundation Pink Guitar Raffle, buy a $10 raffle ticket for your chance to win a signed pink breast cancer guitar from artists like Ed Sheeran, Blake Shelton, 21 Pilots, Clint Black, and Rod Stewart. All proceeds raised will stay local and help in the fight against breast cancer in the Sioux Empire. Go to our website at kso.com and click the link on our homepage to buy a raffle ticket. Tony Reese is, of course, the public relations consultant, political analyst, and cotton candy enthusiast, which is all rather vague, but what exactly do you do, Tony? You don't have to go into too much depth. (laughs) But, you know, what is it that puts... uh other than wearing fabulous sweaters, what thank do you. you. Do?
1: This is a fabulous sweater. It is. It, people
0: can't see it. It's a it's a, uh, a cardigan. It's a kind of a,
1: uh,
0: a Dutch orange, uh, burnt orange, uh, high collared cable sweater. It
1: is it is monumental. That is a it's, a, it's got a shawl collar. It's got a shawl in the patches. And the, some suede patches on the elbows. It is it is fall people. Yes, that is a fall this sweater. Is, I am the autumnal king. <laughs>
0: but, <laughs> But you always have fabulous sweaters. Well, thank is, that, you. is that a deal for you? Is that a thing?
1: I like sweaters. Okay. I, uh, I do enjoy a good, a good cardigan. Um, so I, w- I welcome the the weather.
0: It's tough to pull off, but you do it well. Well, thank you. You're welcome.
1: I've, uh, I've been told sometimes it's just the confidence to do it. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> There's a lot to that. <laughs> um, so we were talking about Trump and all that. We're going to let that go, because I want to talk about uh, what's going on here in South Dakota. Um, first of all, what do you make of the whole Me Too movement launching these uh, stories? Stories of women are telling about uh, life in peer uh, as, as legislators and interns and uh, uh, lobbyists. Um, is this, is this a, a, a development that could change culture there or have some effect on uh, ethics legislation or anything like that? I mean, do you think that there's something positive that could come out of this and we can move beyond what has been kind of a unspoken story and peer?
1: I hope so. Yeah. I absolutely, I absolutely hope so. I mean, otherwise uh, these women coming forward, um, will have been done so in vain. And I don't, I don't want to see that happen. Um, you know, the stories that have been written about and shared with, uh, members of the media over the past week are saddening and horrifying. Um, to read that the, some of that stuff goes on. And I think most people maybe suspected it or have heard you know, whispers and rumors themselves. But this confirms a lot of what, you know, we all kind of thought maybe was happening um, on Peer.
0: Which is what? I mean, what is it that we're talking You've been around for a while now. You know, you're know, you you a political analyst in South Dakota. What, what's your impression of Pierre during the session?
1: My impression of Peer... During the session is it's like the first week back in college for you know after a while back I think a lot of it is during session you've got a lot of the members of the legislature coming back they haven't seen each other for a while the uh, the lobbying class um, because we don't have heavy restrictive lobbying laws um, you know can wine and dine you know all night all night long uh, for forty straight days. And, you know, I don't think that that, that, that helps really, you know, really anything. And the, part of it, I think too, is the isolation of Pier, And that was touched on in a story in the Argus Leader that, you know, it's really three hours from anything but Fort Pier, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so I don't think that that, that, that helps and that there isn't a, you know, a permanent press pool that's kind of watching these things and in making those casual observations and taking note of it. We do have some fine reporters out there who do go and cover the legislature, but having them, you know, out there a lot of the time and just watching and observing, um, you know, something that I think is probably probably missing um, out there. And the, you know, the other thing, you know, too, is, you know, when people are witnessing these things, why they're not going, um, you know, the appropriate, uh, legislative leadership or to the authorities to at least report something so something is documented. I mean, and one thing was um, reported um, in the Argus Leader um, from a a woman who was lobbying back in 2012 and a legislator uh, said something wholly, terribly inappropriate mm-hmm. um, for anyone in any kind of a position to to say. Yes. Um, And according to the Argus leader, uh, she reported it to the House Speaker. Mm -hmm. um, And the Speaker at the time said he can't do anything about it because it didn't occur within the Capitol. And I find that very problematic and appalling because we, I mean, let's face it, the legislature meets in the Capitol, yes, but the body doesn't dissolve uh, every single year. So the Speaker... And leadership should still continue to have some authority over the members of their legislative body, um, whether it takes place within the physical confines of the Capitol or not. To not even be able to censure the person or, you know, give them a stern talking to, um, you know, in the Speaker's office is, uh, you know, is terrible and it's it's problematic. And, um, you know, I hope that some of this stuff changes um, coming up in this session
0: you can't legislate morality no you can't and you can't legislate behavior but you can react to it and the fact of the matter is this stuff the the story this stuff you know i hate sometimes the language i use to talk about issues that are this important and you know to be fair this is three dudes sitting around in a radio station talking about sexual harassment and and violence but these stories wouldn't have come out probably if Angie Buell O'Donnell and uh, Samantha Spawn wouldn't have taken to social media and just told the stories uh, emboldened by the Me Too movement, which came out of the Harvey Weinstein and the, and the, uh, you know, O'Reilly stories. And there is a, a, an empowerment of social media that didn't exist in the traditional media. And that's fascinating and kind of frightening.
1: No, that's uh, that's absolutely true. That uh, you know, social media, you know, has made uh, the world a lot smaller. And the one thing I think that it has done too is that you know we talk a lot about you know these people, and you know, our moral leadership is now coming from the collective and not from a single individual person, and that isn't necessarily. A bad thing you know when the me mm-hmm. too movement you know is happening and people are sharing their stories um it is you know it's important and it, and it sh- shines a light on on things that you know we know are probably having let's be honest i mean this is not just a south dakota problem no it's not, not a, a peer problem you'll find this probably and not at all you know in springfield and jefferson city and however these are
0: well i'll say this i did cover three sessions and live for three years in des moines covering the legislature and yeah not all the behavior behavior is above board but there was a certain accountability that i don't think exists in peer in that if you did something really stupid somebody's gonna find out about it you could end up on the front page of the Moines register and that happened yeah that rarely happens here
1: yeah i think um and the story, I think Representative Gibson says it best: that the mentality of what happens in Pierre stays in Pierre. And I don't know if that's a a function partially of its isolation, a function of you know we unfortunately don't have a robust capital press corps who's just all watching stuff. There's just all no the, people all the time. there, and and the function of Pier being really a company town. Yeah, I mean everybody who lives in Pier, you're either working for the hospital. Or government at some some level, whether mm-hmm. you're a teacher or a bureaucrat.
0: And nobody wants to turn anybody else in and get in trouble with their neighbors.
1: Right. Right. It, it's just, but people should, and they shouldn't be afraid to, to talk about these stories and to share these stories. And, you know, it's, you know, unfortunately something that we've just talked about and whispered in, in hushed mm-hmm. tones for years and years and years. But hopefully that's changing. Hopefully the legislative leadership can come together and pass some good laws, put some more accountability onto themselves, police themselves a lot better. And, you they, know, they need to get rid
0: of the lobbyist gifts completely. You, they should not. And they had a vote last session when they gutted IM 22 to get rid of lobbyist restrictions. And they allowed them, they kept some in place but they allowed uh, uh, food and beverage to not count. Okay, lobbyists buying lawmakers booze is a bad idea.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is a bad idea. And we should be clear that this is not a – a. these things don't happen because of lobbyists. These things happen because you've got some bad people, some bad ideas going out there, thinking that, they can, that they're can they invincible and they can do anything uh, they want and that there's going to be zero repercussions. So let's not – we don't want to – beat up on the lobbyist class too much um, on that. Cause they're not the ones who are always doing this, but the contributions of open bars all the time, you know, certainly don't help a situation. I can uh, tell you that that, is,
0: that does not happen in Iowa. Yeah. They have a very strict cap on what you, what lobbyists can do and what, because they had problems. Same thing. Dubuque night at the, at the Capitol was a, was a melee. You know, and f- from controversy and scandal came rules. Most places have those. Got, get rid of the booze. That, you can belly up to the buffet all you want. Get rid of the booze.
1: Yeah, that's not a, that is not a bad idea at yeah. all to do.
0: Thanks. We found commonality. <laughs> Isn't that good? Uh, we we got to stop here, and uh, we're going to come right back with Tony Reese, political analyst, public relations consultant, and cotton candy enthusiast. This is the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO. Hi, Chad here from the Main Street Cafe. Tomorrow in the cafe,